Greetings, everyone. No matter where you are, we greet you this day in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Oh, it's good to see you with us worshiping today. And we are so glad to be here. And as we worship together in all these various ways, let us begin by preparing way for the word, by praising God. And so we invite you now, we invite you now to be blessed by our music department under the direction of Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. And at this time, I present to you the Cars. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on and let's give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Aren't you glad to be in his presence one more time? If you're able, stand to your feet. We just want to love on the Lord this morning because he's so faithful and he loves on us every day. What a blessing it is. Lord, I love you.
morning. If you really love the Lord, come on and make it a personal, I love you this morning. Think about the one who woke you up, who started you on your way. Bless you, Lord. How many love the Lord this morning? Come on, give him a praise. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house. Lift our hands and lift our voices and worship you. And say thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for the things that you did that we didn't even know about this week, Father. That'll manifest later. Thank you for always protecting us, always feeding us, always clothing us, always keeping us in our right minds, Father. Thank you for being a wonderful God. It's because of who you are that we love you and worship you and adore you and give you all the honor and all the praise. We ask you to bless this service as we're here today. Let your presence be here. Let your anointing be here, Father. Bless our pastor as she brings forth the word. Let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. And we just give you honor, glory, and praise because you're worthy of all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He knows my name. He knows my name. He knows my to remind yourself that he knows my name bless you he knows my name thank you Lord. he knows my name and did you know that he's always walking with you and oh how he You're never going to be alone. And oh, how he talks with me. And he tells us those sweet things. He lets us know. Oh, how he tells me. He tells me I am that I am his own. Come on, let's bless the Lord. of your concerns and your needs. He knows my name. Oh, we bless you, Lord, for you've never forsaken us. He knows my name. And if you know that you're never alone, say, oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he talks.
Come on and bless the Lord this morning. Yeah, he knows your name. He knows your situations. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. And he cares all about you. Bless you. when people know your name. Oh, Y'all want somebody with all power in his hand to know your name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Only one name. There's only one name that makes all the difference in our lives. Only one name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. we come this morning I'm reminded of something that happened to me this weekend and I want to share that with you as we begin I took the time this past week on Friday, maybe, to go walking at the mall. I, I hadn't been walking at a mall for over three years. Pastor don't get out that much. Y'all don't know what I don't. And as I was walking in the mall, the, the word of, of God kept coming to me, saying, a time is coming when the things we loved and the things we honored and the places we went will be no more. I couldn't get over the shops that had closed in the mall already. I couldn't, I couldn't get over that there was really no one in the mall. I watched as people stood behind counters and nobody was coming into their store. And all weekend the Lord has been saying to me the worst is yet to come. Be ready. I saw on the news to be prepared for 20 of the most successful corporations that we know of will fall soon. I couldn't, I couldn't believe Starbucks was on that list. I, the list was overwhelming. We've got to learn something beloved during this during this time of preparation for whatever is coming the lord wants us to one know who he is do what he says do and prepare ourselves to walk through the coming valleys. Oh yeah, we've walked through some valleys. But there's some more valleys 
to walk through. And those of us who know the Lord ought to be able to walk when others have given up, able to walk. So they want what we have. And we have Jesus. So I invite you now to this very familiar Psalms. Psalm number 23. Psalm number 23, as you find the word for those of you who are able, won't you please stand out of respect for God's holy word. Only his word will last. <laughs> Listen now. I'm reading from the English Contemporary Version, the English Contemporary Version of the Bible because I'm recommending that now to people. You, Lord, are my shepherd. I will never be in need. You, you let me rest in fields of green grass. You, you lead me to streams of peaceful water, and you refresh my life. You are true to your name, and you lead me along the right paths. I may, I may walk through valleys as dark as death, but I won't be afraid. Why? Because you are with me. And your shepherd's rod makes me feel safe. You, you treat me to a feast while my enemies watch. You, you honor me as your guest and you fill my cup until it overflows. Your kindness and love will always be with me each day of my life. And I will live forever in your house, Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now you may be seated as you pray with and for me. Lord, as I stand before your people, anoint me afresh. Anoint me to overflowing as we hear again how to walk through the valley. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So good to see so many of you here today. Dearly beloved, 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 beloved. You may not know, but you will know today, and I hope you always know, that at the center of the Bible is the book of Psalms. The Psalms are this great collection of songs and prayers that express the heart and the soul of humanity. We need to hear it at a time when there is so much disrespect for human life. In the Psalms, a whole range of human experiences is expressed. The writer King David and others honestly poured out their true feelings, reflecting a, reflecting a dynamic, powerful, and life-changing relationship. Say relationship with God. This most familiar of the Psalms is the 23rd Psalms, and from it we, we will learn that this text was written by 
David the king, David the king had been through all kind of stuff. Oh, take your time and look it up. All kind of stuff. <laughs> David the king had been through everything. Everything. Can I tell you something about King David? Child of God, it was because David had been in so many valleys and learned so many lessons in those valleys that he could speak so eloquently about the valley. And so be sure of his relationship with the Lord. David could powerfully say, powerfully say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David said, I don't fear no evil because God is with me. God's rod and his staff, they, they comfort me. Now, David could say these words because he knew from experience what he was talking about. Oh, everybody who calls themselves Christians should have a testimony. This is just David's testimony. But the problem with Christians today is they don't understand that you can't have a testimony without a test. Beloved, believe it or not, there are lessons in every valid experience we find ourselves in. We know Jesus and his word. Therefore, we need to understand that there is a real value in the valley. In the midst of our fit, in the midst of our tripping, we need to realize and ask the question to God. Say, Lord, what did you put me here to, to learn? What, what are you teaching me, Lord? What am I supposed to learn right now in this valley? So we need to understand that there is value in the valley. Valleys. Valleys are important. Valleys are important. Valleys are the classroom where God speaks. He speaks uh, because he didn't put us in a position that we're ready to listen. Help me, somebody. I don't know what it's going to take because we don't listen like we used to. God got to do something to us to, to get us to, to listen. Valleys hold the secrets to understanding the ways of, of God and the power of his might. Valleys are where, are where we learn about Valleys are where we learn about hope. Valleys are where we learn about miracles. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus was experiencing a valley experience when he called out. Father, why have you forsaken me? We be whining, we forget Jesus went through some valleys too. Jesus was in the valley when the people in his own hometown, his family and friends, rejected him. Jesus experienced the valley when the scribes and the Pharisees, the church folk, lied on him. Jesus was in the valley when Judas betrayed him. Jesus was in the valley when the devil tempted him. Oh, Jesus was in the valley when he hung on a cross to die for our sin. Yeah, Jesus knew the valley. I just think from my own life, valleys are, are important. We must be associated with valleys and remember that you can't think of a honorable Christian person who is now maybe famous in some way who didn't go through some valleys 
And because we're saying today that there is value in the valley, I want to be sure that you understand what a valley really is because some of y'all might think that, that you've escaped the valleys. Somebody say amen. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard it before. Nothing bad has ever happened to me. Well, God bless you. I used to say, people say, I ain't never done nothing like that. And I remember saying, yeah. Well, it may be because ain't nobody ask you to do nothing like that. Ooh, help me up in here, somebody. Ooh, Lord, if you ain't never been tempted, oh, glory, what? That's all, that's all. And you haven't been tested. Because real valleys happen throughout life. In fact, real valleys can happen every single day. Some people think. That real values are only the obvious ones, but the real valleys happen all the time. A valley is getting up in the morning to go to a job that you hate, uh, but you got to go because you got a family to feed. A valley is not even having a job to go to. A valley is going in a classroom with a teacher who does not like you because that teacher don't know how to teach children that they do not culturally understand. Oh, my God. A valley is not having no money and the rent is due while you're still looking at the light bill and the electric bill and the water bill and the car note. I'm talking about a valley. A valley is when you must take the kids to school and yourself to work and you don't have the money for gas and you don't, and, and your car is nearly empty. I'm, I'm talking about valleys. A valley is when you rich and deathly ill. But your money can't find the right doctor and your money can't cure the disease. I remember somebody asking Oprah Winfrey when the pandemic was going, they said, I bet people with money like you, Oprah, I bet they're not going to let you die. They're going to find something for you. She said, well, all the money in the world can't buy you what's not been invented. If they haven't found the cure, all the money in the world will help me. A valley is when you get up one day and, you know, you still feel tired and depressed. But you can't go back to bed. I wonder how children look at their parents and think life is just so easy. They don't realize the sacrifices they are making for their children. They don't realize that sometimes when they get up and wish they didn't have to go to work because of you, they don't get up because they want to. They get up because they have to. They don't go to a job they love. They go to the job they have to. Because valleys will teach you how to do what you have to do rather than what you want to do. A valley is when you find yourself needing to make a decision and you don't know which way to go or what to do. Uh, valley is when you expect it to do all things, be all things, have it all together, and you just can't pull that off. I said to somebody in my family, I'm so tired of family people expecting me to live their holiness. Expecting me to be all that. And they can do anything. I hate it when somebody has said to me, when I stop somebody, I was upset with somebody. I hated somebody say, but you are Christian. You are pastor. Neither one of those things mean that I am automatically a fool. 
Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Because a Christian is not always weak. Ah, valley of valley. That is when you are stretched to the limit and there's no one there to help. And no place to go. You need to tell your children sometimes they have things better. I tell mine, you, you have, you're more blessed than I was at a time in my life. You, you have something to be thankful for that I didn't at your age. A mama. <laughs> a mama. A valley is when you must visit your son or your daughter in a federal prison. A valley is when you must do something you don't want to do. Beloved, have you ever been in a valley? Oh, child of God, just listen. If you are alive, let me tell you how good God is. He will customize your valley. He'll make the valley just for you. It's a guaranteed part of life. You might as well admit it, valleys are a part of the ingredient for making us whole. The problem with the world today is so many young people killing everything because when they don't get their way, they just get a gun. Suffering is not in their vocabulary. Jesus proclaimed valleys as a sure thing for all who confess to be Christians and the bottom line about America today is there are not enough Christians. The people doing all this cray cray have not been in the church. Somebody need to say amen because it's the truth. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. Jesus said, behold, I send you out as lamb in the midst of wolves. So there is value in the very knowing that we all go to the valley. And let me, let me just say this again. There's some comfort in knowing that we all go through the valley. Because some people saying, why me? And the one who's been through it saying, I don't know. It was me too. And yet we can still get ready for disaster with a terrible attitude. We can, we can still get really surprised and distraught and upset and angry when we find ourselves in the valley. Sometimes, Saint, I'm, I'm surprised at church folk when we land in a valley. Why, why do we act up? Why do we act up when we get hurt? Why do we fall all to pieces when trouble comes in our lives? Why do we act as if we don't deserve our pain? Why are we so shattered by the sure things of life? We need to know we're going to have some rough sailing in this life. We know that disappointment is a given. We know that disappointment is a given. And yet, in our knowing, we still freak out when we find ourselves in the valley. Why, why do we do that? Why do we do that? I'm glad you asked. We do it because we are human beings. Let me say it a different way. We do it because we are mere human beings. We are Christians because we need to be a Christian. We want God because we can't do this without God. We are mere human beings. We do it because we don't want to hurt and we don't want to struggle. We don't want to be sick or be surprised by trouble and we do it because we really don't realize that there is some value and some lessons to be learned in the valley. 
valleys tighten your muscles. Oh, it's a spiritual exercise, like a physical exercise. Because some people think they're too good to go to the valley. Now, how can you be better than Jesus? You need to tell some people, well, well Jesus was in the valley too. Well, well Jesus suffered. Jesus cried. We want to be better than Jesus. The knowledge that will help us today is to know that our greatest lessons, our greatest growth, our greatest blessings come from the valley. Oh, Lord, there are always wonderful spiritual lessons to learn in the valley. Now, remember to pay attention and learn the lesson that's always in the valley. There's a lesson to be learned in the valley. I was talking to somebody and he said, I'm just so torn apart. I'm just so torn apart. I don't know how to make it. I don't know how to make it. I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, same mistakes, Lord have mercy. The same kind of man, over and over and over. The same kind of woman, over and over and over. And every time, every time, they break my heart. Every time. It break my heart. One time a lady told me, she said, I've had three or four husbands. Well, the, the woman at the well had five, so we can't talk about that one. She said, I had three or four husbands. And if you put them all together, they won't make one man. I said, well. You know, men can say that too, but what lessons did we learn while we were going through? What lessons do we learn in the valleys? There are lessons to learn because God is the kind of God that he's going to give you the test over and over and over again until you pass the test. King David had been through so many valleys that he knew God in a special way. God himself said that David was a man after God's heart. David learned from his valley experiences. David repented his sins. David gave up his will into the hands of the Lord. Lord, not what I want, but what you want. I was in a meeting the other day and I asked the people, what is it the church does not understand about our mission? What is it the church of Jesus Christ doesn't understand about go make disciples? What is it we don't understand about that? It's because we want the church to be what we want the church to be. Oh, Lord have mercy. David repented of his sins. David gave up his own will into the hands of God. David, David knew from experience what the Lord would do for him in the valley. Therefore, he learned how to act in a valley. David knew what to do. David said, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And then look at his posture in the valley. I walk through the valley. I don't lie down in the valley. I walk through the valley. I don't stop in the valley. I walk through the valley. I don't run through. I walk through the valley. I don't dwell in the valley. I walk through the valley. I walk through the valley. I don't sleep in the valley. I walk through the valley. Oh, just like last Sunday, we got to say, keep going. You got to feel like going on. 
You don't get hung up in a situation that is killing you. If it's killing you, get out of it. The Lord told me once, why does I'm not killing you? You killing yourself. <laughs> you know, you, you ain't big enough to die for nobody else's sin, so I ain't trying to kill you. You killing yourself. Just working yourself to death. Look at David. Not only is he walking through the valley. David says, while I'm walking through the valley, I don't fear no evil. He's walking through in confidence. He's walking through in strength. He's walking through in peace, a peace that can't nobody understand. He's walking through smiling. He's walking through with a stride in his step. You know, we used to... Hey, hey. Woo, Lord, have mercy. Oh, see? When you saw a man with that stride, Oh, Jesus, help me up in here. Oh, said, I fear no evil. There's nobody, David said, because I know there is nobody tough enough. Ain't nobody bad enough. Ain't nobody powerful enough to destroy me, even in the valley, because God is with me in the valley. There is power in the presence of Almighty God. Say, God is with me. And so then David says, when I am in the valley, oh, oh, I can feel him. In his presence, there's a fullness of joy. Oh, he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he, he tells me, see, we need to shut up sometime and listen. Because the one thing God is, God is love. And he tells me that I am his own. Ooh, and the joy, the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I'm talking about in the valley with God. Oh, just sometimes we need to be still. Maybe that's what the pandemic was. Be still. Shut it down. Be still and know that I am God. I said, out of all the stuff we've been through and all the stuff we might have to go through, the economy is crazy. You can't go to the grocery store today and buy one sack and it don't come to $100. I don't know what the world is doing, but somehow we're not getting the message. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. There's power in God's presence. Well, you can learn some people think that they can't learn nothing anymore. They too old. But you know what I know? God never stops teaching. Until we die, God is teaching us something. David said, when I'm in the valley, oh, beloved, God carries a big rod. Ah, God dispatches warring and ministering angels to help us in, in the valley. Our greatest lessons are learned in the valley. Valley teach you how to walk the way you're supposed to buy. walk by faith. Valleys teach you how to walk in the midst of your enemies. I'm talking about valleys. Valleys teach you not to worry about what other folks think when, you, when you're doing what God tells you to do. Valleys teach you that if God is for you, who can be uh, against you? If somebody doesn't like us, that's their problem, not ours. Glory to God. You shouldn't even be worried about people who don't like you. If they don't like you, just walk on by. Hallelujah. Be looking for people who do like you. And if nobody likes you, be clear about it. Jesus loves me. 
You might not like me, and you might not love me, but you don't have to if you don't want to, because Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. I don't need you. I just want you. If I want you, it's because you like me. But I don't have to, because God loves me. This I know. I remember somebody telling me, you know what? I, I really don't like you. You know, you ain't nothing. Yeah, they did. I don't, I don't run with them no more. No, they say, I don't like you. People think you all that, but you ain't nothing. That was in my family, my blood. Say, I don't know why everybody like you. I'm going, I don't either. I don't know why they like me either. Maybe they see something in me that the devil can't see. Because Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus loves me. That's why I smile. Jesus loves me. That's why I speak to people. Jesus loves me. That's why I don't have to have anybody and everybody in my circle. Because Jesus is enough. Oh, you better get it together. You better get it together. Oh, you better get it together. If everybody like you, boo, I'm worried about you now. Some people can't stand to be in the same room with me. I understand. Yeah, the devil can't be in the room with me. Now. I don't know. But I feel in something. The devil have to go. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. So I understand. Values teach us that if God is for us, who can be against? You don't have to put up with anything. Values teach us to stand on the promises of God. No matter what our circumstances are. Waiting for a man to say he loves you, that is really nice. I mean, I, I, I wish I had married somebody a long time ago and they still with me. <laughs> I do. I had my long marriages. My mom and daddy had one. Long, long time. But every time, every time the crisis came, it was a crisis. And a question between them or God. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. <laughs> I'm a lover. I love. I love easy. But when somebody wants me to love them more than I love God, when you ain't comfortable with me being a pastor, when you come to church with me and see people talking to me and come over and say, she got to go. Oh, no, you. Ah, <laughs> oh, now, uh-uh. They're my people. God sent me to them people. Now you the one got to go. <sighs> Bye, see you later. We didn't want to be you. Let's teach us how to rest in God, just to, just to give it to God and, and keep on moving. <laughs> Valleys teach us what kind of man or woman to look for the next time. Oh, hallelujah. And if you don't find one the next time, just say, God is my more than enough. Oh, you know, he'll send you somebody when he finds somebody good enough for you. Praise God. And if he doesn't send you anybody, you don't have to worry about it because you have him. Oh, now it's not good for man to be alone, but still, wait on the Lord. Don't start going looking on the internet. Wait. Be patient. Love yourself till he come. Love yourself till she come. Because valleys teach you 
valleys teach you that whatever left you, whatever goes out of your life, will be replaced by something better. Oh, give God glory. Hallelujah. Give him glory. All children may need the course called Hooked on Phonics. But Christians need the course called Walking Through the Valley. Oh, it's a basic course in knowing the Lord. It's a basic course in keeping the Lord first in our lives. It's a course that, that, that we take over and over and over again. So that when Jesus comes again, not only does he know our name, but he's ready. And we are ready just to behold his face. All on the other side of that valley, on the other side of another valley, on the other side of another valley. With whatever the world is going through now, you happy because you know when he comes that you going to be all right. Don't fool yourself, Bill. You can't do it without God. You'll be ready. You'll be grounded in the Lord. You'll be talking with Jesus. You'll be strengthened in the Holy Ghost. Because we are ready. We know that the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. There's nobody like him. We are safe in his arms. No matter whether we're in the valley or out of valley, we are safe. in the arms of Jesus. Glory to God. One of, one of my favorite songs. Listen, listen. Because the Lord is my shepherd I have Everything I need He lets me rest In the meadow's grass And he leads me Beside the quiet stream He restores my failing health And he helps me to do what honors him the most that's why that's why i'm saved why i'm saved why i'm saved hallelujah i'm saved in his is my shepherd I have everything I need He lets me rest in the meadow's grass and He leads me beside the quiet stream He restores my faith What honors him the most? That's why I'm safe. That's why I'm safe. That's why I'm safe. Oh, safe, safe in his arms. 
storms of life, of life keep raging, and the billows, and the billows, and the billows, roll, oh, they begin to roll, and I, I'm glad, I'm glad, he share, he child of God, I'm going to tell you, tell you, tell you, there is no other way. This is the day for you to become a child of God. You're not born that way. You just don't become that way because your husband or your wife or your children are children of God. You got to make up your mind and take the step. Take the step. Go to the church. become a child of the king there is no other way only God in a time like this only God only God only God whole world Falling to pieces. Men playing with nuclear weapons as if they toys. Economy falling. People killing people. Sickness. Death. with God not by yourself you can't do it by yourself you just can't you can't 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 cutie you can't educated you can't successful you can't do it without him make it your business to join the church of Jesus Christ and for those of you who are already members, make it your business to do what God commands you to do. 
God says, if you love him, you will obey his will. That's what he says. You can't just love him with words. You got to do it with deeds. I'm opening now for our offering. And those of, those of you, I don't know if you're watching, you probably may not be, but I plan to send you a letter out of love. But those of you who claim to be members of a church, what the church is finding out is that you're not coming and you're not giving. And you can make all kind of excuses about why you're not giving. There is no excuse. Somebody said, well, they don't get my money in the bank on time. Then bring it. Do what you got to do, beloved, in these days and times. Don't play with God. Not today. Don't play with him. Don't play with him. The Bible says you're going to say, Lord, 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 because I've been a member of the church all my life. My mama was a member. My daddy was a member. Uh, you're going to say, Lord, Lord, and the Bible says, the Lord's going to say, I don't even know you. I don't even know you. Repent of your sins. Be careful how you treat and talk about the church of Jesus Christ. Do for God what God says do. Obey and be blessed. For all of those who are giving, God continue to, to bless you and to keep you. God continue to give you three, four, five, six, tenfold. And no, your working in the church does not count for your giving. You got to work and give. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And so now, as we prepare to leave God's house and go out into the world and tell somebody about the Lord. Tell somebody about the Lord. Go and make disciples of Jesus Christ no matter what it takes. And so as you stand to your feet, my beloved, May God, may God be with you. May God bless you. May God restore you. May God fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. May you be covered with the blood of Jesus. You and your whole household. May your sons and your daughters be saved rescued and healed so that one day they will look at you and call you blessed we leave now all gassed up with the holy ghost we leave now ready and willing and able to walk through any valley that comes our way because peace in the name of God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit let the church say amen